You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen. On sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fence side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fence Side. I am Brian Cat Catanzaro, joined by Paul Pickin. And we are going to run through the Miami Dolphins' state on defense as we approach free agency. We're going to look at defensive line, linebackers, and defensive backs. Follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, on iTunes, and on YouTube as well, and subscribe to our channel. Paul, getting right into the defensive line, some interesting options up in the air. Looking back to last year, the Dolphins gave Andre Branch a one-year prove a contract he came in he did a he definitely did a much better job than I had anticipated it it seems like Andre Branch is going to be that first domino that falls whether or not the Dolphins will or will not resign him yeah I really hope that they do he really seemed to have a breakout last year and and while he faded a little bit down the stretch he provided a lot of reliability where a number of names that were, were expected to be reliable really weren't he didn't really start the year as the the guy that we were depending on but rapidly passed guys like Jason Jones, Terrence Fide, which I'm still just not thrilled about being on the team, and Mario Williams, who just by the end of the season couldn't even sniff the game day active roster as a healthy scratch. So I'm really curious to see what Miami is able to do this offseason. They need to add, even if they re-sign Andre Branch, and that's even more bodies they need to add if they don't re-sign him. Yeah, to me at this point, Andre Branch is a must-re-sign. I mean. I looked at the free agency list here at the beginning. I thought, you know, this is a pretty good list. But then now you look at it, Melvin Ingram's going to get tagged. Jason Pierre-Paul's going to get tagged. Chandler Jones is going to get tagged. So now there's three guys off the market right there. One player I'd really like is Calais Campbell. But early word out of Arizona is that Arizona really wants it back. Washington is really interested in him. And this is a player that may cost $12 million a year. And Andre Branch, to me at this point, if it's 7 or $8 million a year for Andre Branch, I'm bringing him back. Because if not, you're looking at taking a big, big step back at the defensive end position. I mean, if you, ha- if you don't re-sign Andre Branch, if the Dolphins don't, they're- Mario Williams was cut, as he should have been. Deion Jordan, 
it looks like he doesn't fit into the long-term plans. If he does, it's a definite bonus. Jason Jones was cut. Terrence Fiddey, like you said, is a bum, should not even be on the team. And, yeah, it, 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 and now you've got basically Cameron Wake and Terrence Fiddey as your only two defensive ends on the roster heading into the season. And now you're going to need two or three defensive ends. Um, so there, there are a lot of creative ways that the Dolphins can make this position better. But I'll, I'll tell you what, if they don't re-sign Branch, they're going to put themselves in a position where they may need to draft defensive ends in the first two defensive ends in the first three rounds of the draft. Yeah, and that's not an enviable position, especially given the fact that they might be in a position where they need to draft two linebackers in the first three rounds of the draft. They don't have the picks right now to do both. So Andre Branch is definitely a key critical re-signing, even more potentially key than the re-signing of Stills. Stills is a nice-to-have. Andre Branch is a must-have at this point. And Andre Branch at $7 million a year is a hell of a lot more attractive to me than Calais Campbell is at $12 million a year. Uh, as much as I do like Campbell, do think he's a hell of a player, do think he's a guy that could come in and, say, play defensive end on first and second down, kick inside uh, on on third and fourth down if need be, um, and, and allow Wake to, to reduce his number of snaps. I'd rather see Miami possibly sign a, a, a Branch and an Odrick and do the same damn thing. So there's a lot of different things that they can do out there. Yeah, uh, again, defensive end is definitely a very key spot. All I know is that the Dolphins come week one of this season better have four starting quality defensive ends. Because if they can do that, again, you're putting years on Cameron Wake's career. Because I'll tell you what, you know, he re-signed a a two-year extension, Cameron Wake. But if you have this guy playing 50, 55 snaps a game, he's not going to make it another two years. I can guarantee you that. So, yeah, to me, Andre Branch is a big one that the Dolphins do have to bring back. Defensive tackle, the Dolphins cut Earl Mitchell. So now they have have Ndamukong Sue and Jordan Phillips starting at D-tackle. Not much behind him. I'll tell you what, this is a position at defensive tackle that is going to be very, very deep here this offseason. And I think that's going to drive down the price of some of these defensive tackles. I mean, you even look at Paul Soliai, who is cut from the Panthers, 33 years old, but you may be able to get for maybe only a couple million a year. And there are there are a few defensive tackles, Paul, out there that are like that in free agency. The Dolphins could shore up a big need at defensive tackle for pretty good value. They could. And one guy I'd like to see get a little more shake this year behind Jordan Phillips is Julius Wormsley. He's a guy that kind of probably is still under a lot of radars out there, but I really liked what I saw him in the preseason last year. He started getting a few snaps throughout the season occasionally last year. I wouldn't mind seeing a little more of this guy, bringing him back, seeing what he's able to do this with another full offseason under his belt and see if he could be an effective player for this team. Because if he's able to be an effective role player, there's a few less needs out there. I know Nick Williams is another one that this team seemed to be pretty high on that's under a lot of people's radars. So I'd like to see what Miami can do there. I know a lot of folks are on the Brandon Williams bandwagon. Hey, I think Brandon Williams is one absolutely ridiculous hell of a player out there. And he's going to get paid like one absolutely ridiculous hell of a player out there uh, as we go through free agency at the start of the free agency period coming up. So definitely need to be looking at defensive tackle. And I would love to see Miami find a guy like an Odrick that can be that hybrid uh, between defensive end, defensive tackle, and, and situationally allow certain players and pieces to be on the field while still getting his snaps. 
Yeah, Brandon Williams is an interesting name, and you've got a you've got several of those big pluggers out there that might hit free agency. I mean, Brandon Williams from the Ravens, Don Terry Poe from the Chiefs, and the Chiefs may not resign him because they just gave Eric Berry thirteen million a year and a six year seventy eight million dollar contract extension. Jonathan Hankins from the Giants is another name. So given the amount of these defensive tackles out there, I might reach a point where you say, you know what, if we can get a Jonathan Hankins for seven million a year, that really solidifies a big need in the run defense moving forward and makes both Indomitian and Sue and Cameron Wake a better football player. Paul, uh, the linebacker position, this is one obviously that gave the Dolphins a lot of problems last year. Just players on the team that just weren't good enough. I mean, the Spencer Paysingers, the Donald Butlers, players that were basically signed off the street. Kiko Alonso, we know, is going to start at one spot. How do you see the rest of this linebacker unit shaping out before we even hit free agency? Well, the interesting thing here is there are reports surfacing right now that Kiko doesn't want to kick outside. He wants to be playing in the middle. So, that's something that could or could not shape Miami's approach to this offseason. I know we've talked a lot about wanting to see Miami sign a strong side linebacker, sign a middle linebacker, and kick Kiko out to the weak side, and part ways with guys that we like in terms of Koamisi and Jelani Jenkins, but who unfortunately should just wear a Red Cross uniform at this point because they just can't, can't stay healthy for a minute of a game, let alone, you know, an entirety of a game or an entirety of a season. You know, it's their their ideal playing positions on a stretcher. So there's, there's no point in, in, in paying these guys to be out there, and, and you need to replace them. Uh, so what Kiko Alonso's position is on moving, what the team's approach is to that, is going to be part of what dictates what Miami does this offseason. We may not see them make a big linebacker move right away. We might see them make a trade or two to try to acquire a linebacker because otherwise their best option at the linebacker position is going to be the upcoming draft. So definitely a lot to shake out. Uh, Definitely a lot of young guys that could have potential and a lot of underperforming guys off the street, as you mentioned. See, linebacker is a spot, even though it was a big need last year. I wouldn't be against going the cheap route on this. And here's why. If, the Dolphins can grab one of these, can re-sign Andre Branch, add another defensive end along the way in free agency, maybe a Jabal Sheard from the Patriots, and also with this this wealth of defensive tackle talent out there in free agency, grab a guy like that, maybe a, maybe a Jonathan Hankins, maybe a Nick Fairley, and solidify that. I think there's a lot of depth at linebacker that we'll talk about in the upcoming weeks in free agency. A.J. Klein from the Panthers. Uh, is is one name. Gerald Hodges from the 49ers is another. Good, solid players who are just going to do their job. And, they, and that's all I've wanted from that linebacker spot, especially if you have a good defensive line in front of you. Uh, but yeah, Jelani Jenkins is a player that I, I've been a huge Jelani Jenkins fan since he was drafted. I thought he gave the Patriots just nightmares covering the running backs out of the backfield. But I, I don't want to see a defense where Jelani Jenkins and Kiko Alonso are your top two guys. They're just going to get – because if a team wants to steamroll you against the run, they're probably going to be able to do it as long as they can tie up that defensive line. Uh, defensive back, Paul, you know, it, this is one it's it's kind of difficult to put, put your finger on because on one hand, I, I think this is a very young unit, but when the Dolphins got later in the season, at, at, even at cornerback, 
they started to struggle a lot. I mean, a lot of that had to do too with Rashad Jones, uh, Issa abdul Kadus, and Byron Maxwell being out. But that's the question I keep asking myself is even if this, these defensive backs progress, is this going to be good enough? I think it could be. And the guy that I'm surprisingly not sold on, because I was sold on the move coming into last season, is Issa. I mean, I like Issa, but he didn't show me as much as I expected this last offseason. So it, and, and then you've got Rashad Jones on the final year of his contract looking for a contract extension. So if Miami's not able to re-sign him and there's also potential to need to replace Issa, they would be very wise to look at a safety either in free agency or in the draft. Bakari Rambo, I, I, I don't want to see him in the Dolphins uniform, e- even sitting in the stands watching a game going forward. <laughs> uh, it's... <laughs> You know, he's jinxed this team enough with his play on the field. And and more power to him. The guy gave it his all, but his all was just confusingly bad and just mystifying at times. When you've got a rookie who sat out due to injury playing corner coming over and yelling at you because you don't know your assignments, that's bad. (laughs) That's just really bad. And more power to Xavier Howard for standing up in in that scenario. But... I just I look at it and you know all these developmental players that Miami had last year that, that answered questions and checked the boxes, guys making a resurgence last year in Byron Maxwell, they need more of that. And, and, and you know one guy that I know you and I have talked about, I would love to see Miami get that. Who knows exactly how he'd be deployed? He may be able to fill some of your linebacking needs and, and potentially unseat a guy like Issa. For snaps as well would, would be a guy like Obi Melifonwu that Miami could take in the second round of the draft, which I know we'll be talking a lot about that coming up, et cetera. So I'm not going to beat a dead horse here, but there's a lot of interesting things that, that Miami can do here, but I love what we've got at corner going into the season. Do I think Miami should add another developmental to, or two? Do I think they should add another project or two? Sure. But what we've got as far as starters at corner, I'm happy with. With Rashad Jones, I'm happy with. Issa not as happy with, and everything behind Rashad and Issa, that safety I'm not happy with. You've got a special teamer in Walt Akins and maybe another special teamer in Michael Thomas. See, that, that's interesting because I, I kind of feel the opposite. I, I'm very happy at safety, and cornerback is the one I'm a little bit leery at. And here's Issa I thought played played well up until his injury. Not great, but I thought he played he played well. I mean, they signed him for four million a year. I thought that was pretty good value. You're getting Rashad Jones back. I like Michael Thomas more than you do. I think he's a serviceable free safety. Uh, Walt Akins. It's a shame that he couldn't get on the field. I, I do think the Dolphins should add another safety along the way. Uh, Ob is one that you you brought up. I, I think he will end up going in the second round, and he probably will be the fifth or sixth safety taken by the time that that happens. But when you start looking in the third round, that could be a spot where the Dolphins add a safety, maybe a Marcus May from Florida, somebody like that. But at cornerback, you know, I, I think Xavier Howard is definitely worth spending time on. I, I think he showed a lot. I mean, was he was he perfect? No, but for a guy who was raw coming out of Baylor, and then he comes into the league, and then he's lining up one-on-one with Brandon Marshall and doing a heck of a job in a big Jets win that's enough for me to say, okay, I think this kid's got something, especially as he continues to develop. The other cornerback spot, Byron Maxwell, I thought, played extremely well last year. My concern with him is his durability. This tends to be a player, like with a Mike Pouncey, 
can't play for more than 12, 14 games a day or games a season. And he seems to be questionable in the, the other games that he's in. So I, I have concerns about that. Tony Lippett, I think he does well when he plays up on the line. But man, if he's playing six or seven yards back, I would throw the screen pass to the receiver all day because he can't tackle. Um, Bobby McCain in the slot is okay, but we've also gotten through two years now and Bobby McCain hasn't made a lot of big plays either. I, I think he's somebody who should be challenged for his job, maybe with somebody like a Trevin Wade or Cody Sensabaugh um, in free agency, kind of one of those lower level two or $3 million a year types of guys. Man, if, if, if Mike Pouncey could give us 14 games a season, God, would I be happy at this point? No, it's um, when I look at Byron Maxwell, when I look at Tony Lippett, when I look at Bobby McCain, when I look at Xavier Howard, I think the biggest improvement for these guys and the biggest boon for these guys this off this off season really is the fact that Vance Joseph is no longer with the team. More power to him. Congrats to him for his his move up in the world. Great job. Good for you. Have fun. Hope you don't win too too many games uh, out there in Denver. But when I look at what he did last season in terms of scheme and the fact that you look at each and every one of the Dolphins' losses during the regular season last year, you and I both talked about this at length, so I won't beat it completely to death, but you've got guys that play a lot better when they move up on the ball and you hit the nail on the head with Tony Lippett here. Byron Maxwell, people were ready to chuck him out the door the first five games of the season. Tony Lippett, people ready to chuck him out the door the first five games of the season. Xavier Howard wasn't there. but And then you look at all the wins that Miami had down the stretch after that. And, yeah, you can point at various things on offense, but it all comes back to the fact that Miami moved the damn corners up on the ball. When you've got these press man guys that are out there playing seven, eight yards off the ball, and you've got nothing in the middle of the field except for Kiko – you're setting yourself up for failure and you're setting those players up for failure. So yeah, Miami set their defensive backs up for failure, which made their offense one dimensional because teams were able to move the ball so easily. And and then once they got away from that, it let Jay, guys like Jay Ajayi have success over on the offensive side of the ball because they were not playing too far off the damn ball. I know they moved them back off the ball in the Ravens game with catastrophic results and really it's they need to keep these guys up on the ball, and I have no problem with them in the secondary when they do. Uh, defensive back, I'll tell you what, if, if the Dolphins go into the season with the same personnel that they have right now on the roster, I think that would be okay. And I would like to add another player or two along the way, and I think they will organically in free agency when they see somebody that they like, I mean, for a few million a year, and or, you know, draft somebody in the third, or fifth round of the NFL draft. To me, the strategy that the Dolphins should have overall when looking at their team is, I'd like to trust what we have at defensive back. I'd like to take that linebacker and very, not star-studded linebacker free agency crop, but uh, some solid players out there. I mentioned the Gerald Hodgeses and the Sean Spences from the Titans. These types of players who are going to be upgrades on your team for only a few million dollars. And then you can really take and pour your resources into the guard spot and into the defensive line and start beating people up up front. But another thing that'll be interesting is, you know, I'm a very best player available type of guy when it comes to the first round of the draft. And I look at this cornerback spot and it is really good in the first round, especially right around where the Dolphins are picking. So if 
a, a player like Sidney Jones uh, from from Washington or Tease Tabor or Quincy Wilson from Florida fall to 22, depending on where they're projected to go, maybe you take them as a best player available at that point. Because I'll tell you, you can never have enough good defensive backs. Because I don't know about you, Paul, but I am sick and tired of every year at the end of the season seeing Bakari Rambo on the field, seeing uh, uh, TJ Heath on the field, seeing RJ Stanford on the field, these types of players. Because the reality is, then we get in late in the season and we face these teams like the New England Patriots, and it doesn't matter how good the rest of the secondary is, they're going to find that weak link. Completely agree. You, I, I think you know I'm completely on the same page with you, like, like you were just saying. I, I mean, God, how often did, did I scream about the fact that we were down to Bakari Rambo and all these guys that I didn't plan on being on the team. And granted, there's going to be a few of those throughout the season. Uh, but I didn't like having on the team in addition to that. So it, it's, yeah, I would love to see Miami add a body or two, uh, take some late flyers on people. I hope, I hope to see Jordan Lucas get a little time this year because I did like the little bit I saw of him. Um, but yeah, it, there's, there's, some interesting things that Miami can do here and some interesting ways that they can build this puzzle and really pouring the, pouring the resources into the guard spot and the defensive line spot will help both sides of the ball uh, as we move forward. And like you, best player available. If the best players at a position of need outside a quarterback in the first round, unless Brian Tannehill slips and falls in the shower and re-injures his knee, I just do not want to see Miami go that position. But other than that, yeah, you definitely go for best player available and adjust your scheme accordingly. Miami couldn't do that under the old coaching staff. I think they can do that under Gase. So best player available is suddenly a good thing again. You bet. So there are a lot of creative and different ways that the Dolphins can approach this offseason. Defense will obviously be the big part of that because really on the offensive side of the ball, other than replacing Kenny Stills' speed potentially, and shoring up the guard spot, there's not a whole heck of a lot of work to do, which is nice to say because the Dolphins have had so many needs on that side of the ball for the last several years. It's nice to see some young, young, good talent on the offensive side of the ball allows us to focus on defense more. Yeah, so, Paul, uh, uh, special teams as well. I mean, we might as well throw this in here as well. What do you think? You know, uh, Andrew Franks redeemed himself later in the season with that 55-yard kick against the Bills. Still is a young kicker with with a good leg. Matt Darr seemed to decline a little bit more as the year progressed. Uh, would you bring in anybody, draft anybody, uh, to shore up the special teams? I would definitely bring some form of challenge in for Andrew Franks, and you could probably do that through an undrafted free agent. Yeah, bring in an undrafted free agent to, to challenge Darr. I, I love Darr. I hope he gets corrected, whatever the damn issue was last year. And, and really, John Denny, still waiting to see. Maybe he'll be back. Maybe he won't. It'll be interesting to see if they're able to find a much cheaper option because at this point, the veteran minimum for John Denny and, and what you're probably paying for a long snapper who's a lot younger, th this is a scenario where the veteran minimum out there could end up hurting a guy like Denny because it might make him a little more less necessary than he really Expensive. could be. Uh, it, I was trying to find a creative way of putting it, but yeah, exactly. It could make him a lot more expensive than the alternative options that are out there. You need reliability from it, and if you can find 90% of the reliability that Miami's gotten out of Denny, uh, that might be good enough for that extra million, million and a half a year that you may save by doing so. So we'll see what happens there. 
Yeah, and uh, on special teams, yeah, Den- the Dolphins signed a long snapper. Um, the name escapes me right now, but just like you said, I mean, Denny, if if you don't re-sign him this year, if or if you re-sign him this year, you're going to have to replace him in the next few years. I know special team long snappers can play a while, but this guy's not going to be around in five years. He's not going to be a 42, 43 year old long snapper. I mean, so you might as well get it over with now. Yeah, Franks deserves a chance to maintain his kicking job. I think he and Dar both need to get some competition. I don't know what happened with Dar late in the year. I mean, he wasn't terrible as the year progressed, but I thought he was, you know, basically the second coming of Brandon Fields, uh, Brandon Fields in his prime, and then just kept getting worse, worse, and worse. But on the special teams unit, I'll tell you what, the kick return units on special teams, both returning the ball, and stopping the returns were sensational last year. Jakeem Grant and Kenyon Drake, the big plays that they made were spectacular. And another stat, too, is I, I, I looked I looked this up on a rainy day, is Andrew Franks kicked the ball off 79 times last year, okay? There were yep. three times out of those 79 that the opposing kick returner took the ball past the 25-yard line. Two of them were in one game by Benny, Benny Cunningham against the Rams. That's why I think players like Michael Thomas and Spencer Pacinger, who I hope the Dolphins do resign for special teams, make a big difference. Because if you can consistently have that team starting out driving 75 yards or more to begin their drive, that makes a huge difference on defense. Paul, uh, we've run through a lot here on defense and on special teams. So in the upcoming weeks, we're going to really get – into the big names and free agency as these things really start to shake out next week. We're going to, it's really going to be all about free agency because at this time next week, we're going to be in that tampering period where teams can talk to free agents, but not necessarily sign them yet. Then the week after that, we're going to be talking about a few players that the dolphins have signed already. And then we're going to go really knee deep for five or six weeks into the NFL draft. We should have some guests along like Chris Kaufman, hopefully like Ian Wharton and a few other people who can contribute as well as we continue to go through that. Paul, anything else you'd like to add? No, nah, man, I'm getting excited to look at the free agency period, get that kicked off next week. I'm excited to get to watch the combine this week. Uh, God, we're hitting the meat and potatoes of the off season already. And it, it, it's crazy. It, it crept up real quick and God, I'm ready for it. It sure did. I can't wait. So with that being said, if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it's on the best side. So Lady, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fair side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fair side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian, Cat, and Paul about to do again. We rep our team. You can't change, stop, or ruin it. All we need is to figure what to do to win. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.